If you have a particular view of what survival mode looks like and your circumstances don't fit that, you can easily miss important clues. Hello, 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 and welcome to More Than Money, a podcast where we have nuanced conversations about money, business, and life, where we take the time to explore the human side of money, because success with money is never just about the numbers. I'm your host, Jacquette Timmons, and I am really, really glad that you've taken the time to join me today. And before we get into today's episode, I do have a favor to ask. This is episode 185, so soon we will approach our 200th episode. Yay! And so to commemorate this upcoming milestone, here's how I want to celebrate. By featuring your voices vis-a-vis dedicating an entire episode to answering your questions. So to share them with me, go to jacquettetimmons.com forward slash more than money, all one word, dash 200. So jacquettetimmons.com forward slash more than money, dash 200. So I can't wait to celebrate the 200th episode by answering your questions. But in the meantime, let's get into today's episode. Everyone experiences money struggles at one time or another, including rich and wealthy people. I didn't always know this to be true, though. I grew up in a single parent household with my mother who worked for Social Security, so the Social Security Administration. And at her pay grade level, we were fine. We were not poor or even what is considered working poor, but we also were certainly not rich or wealthy a distinction I knew mostly because of the lifestyles of some of my classmates relative to ours. So for a time, I did operate with the belief that rich and wealthy people didn't have money struggles, that their money somehow shielded them from making financial mistakes, from experiencing financial losses, from being burdened with debt, or from having problems with cash flow, you know, the usual culprits when it comes to what causes financial stress. This is not my belief today. And it's not my belief today in part because of working in the private bank during my formative professional years and my continued work with rich and wealthy people today. It's also not my belief thanks in part to my awareness that each new level of success brings with it a need to navigate and negotiate new financial, emotional, and sometimes spiritual roles and responsibilities. And a recent conversation with a colleague reinforced this awareness for me. According to the Internal Revenue Service, an income of $500,000 or more makes you rich and puts you in the top 1% of earners. Now that number differs from the Economic Policy Institute. According to them, an income of $819,324,000, how specific can you get, puts you in the top 1%, And an income of $335,891,000 puts you in the top 
5%. According to Schwab's 2022 Modern Wealth Survey, it takes a net worth of 2.2 million to be considered wealthy. Though I haven't worked in the private bank in many years, that 2.2 million is definitely in line with the investable assets minimum that we had. And you know, just as a side note, I think that that net worth number is pretty fluid, quite frankly, and also largely dependent on where in the world you live. But there's no denying the fact that in the eyes of some people, if your income or wealth reaches anything close to the numbers that I've just quoted, the presumption is you can't possibly be in survival mode. Yet, from what I know, nothing is further from the truth because survival mode has little to do with how much you make. And before I go further, let me be really clear about something. I am not talking about the type of survival mode where you are unable to meet your basic needs and feel or are literally housing or food insecure. That's a survival mode all of its own and addressing it is out of the scope of today's episode. But back to the conversation that I mentioned. Like many entrepreneurs and small business owners, my colleague bootstrapped the start of her latest business. Several years in, she's doing pretty well, quite well actually, and on track to hit seven figures. She is also realizing that some of the choices that she made regarding how she is pricing her services and paying her staff, which served her well at the beginning, may actually now be hindering the growth of her business. And can you guess what brought this to light for her? Navigating a cash flow crunch. Few business challenges grab your attention in the way that slow sales and a cash flow crisis does. Hashtag, if you know, you know. And thankfully, she got her business to the other side of this experience. And in so doing, she learned a few valuable lessons. One really critical one, she learned that she was undercharging. And this is frequently a byproduct of operating in survival mode. The way you price your offers and pay your team when you are anxious about when and from where your next client is coming and your resources are tight, it is very, very, very different than when you have those same curiosities, yet you make choices from a, a position of financial security and strength. And also speaking of having little to do with how much you make, let's be clear about something else. You can undercharge, even if your price is 100,000, 1,000, 10,000 or more, or even as small as $100. And so let's be clear about that. Like you can undercharge at a variety of different price points. The other lesson that she learned, that, that she learned by way of our conversation is that she was still bootstrapping even after almost five years. And what she was learning is that you can't bootstrap your way out of survival mode. And here's what I mean by that. The efficiency, the frugality, and the creative problem solving that helped you get out of the gate and create a foundation often has to be elevated when you are seeking to grow. 
because with each new level of success, you'll likely need to be resourceful in different ways. And you will probably need to redefine what is and what isn't considered a risky decision. At the end of the day, sometimes it takes a challenge to jolt you into the awareness that you are even operating in survival mode and slow sales and a cash flow crisis will definitely shock you, especially since these particular money struggles reveal just how much or you know what shows up in your business and and also how what shows up in your business shows up in your personal finances too. I know from our conversation that this was true for my colleague. I know from my own experience that this has been true for me. And I bet it has been true for you on occasion as well. At the end of the day, would she have eventually discovered that she was undercharging? Sure. Would she have eventually realized just how much underpaying herself was actually costing her business and her family? I'd say yep to that too. Would she have connected the dots and noticed that undercharging and underpaying were both symptoms of operating in survival mode? Maybe at some point, but probably not without having something like that period of slow sales, which led to a cash flow crisis, because this period of time is what caused her to ask questions to reflect on her choices and what was driving those choices and to consider what might she start to do differently. And so she needed to see beyond the oft held belief that you have to be destitute in order to be in survival mode. And I bring this to your attention because if this is your particular view of what survival mode looks like and your circumstances don't fit that, you can easily miss important clues that are actually right in front of you. And do you know what else you can miss? The idea that today's thrive mode can become tomorrow's survival mode. And this is precisely why I say survival mode has little to do with how much you make. Well, that is it for today, folks. As always, thank you for listening all the way until the end, or if you are on YouTube watching all the way until the end, I thank you all for doing that. And before you hop, if today's episode sparked an aha or a reflection, I'd love to hear more. So please send me a DM on Instagram. And don't forget about my invitation to join me to prepare for celebrating the 200th episode. Submit your questions at jacquettetimmons.com forward slash more than money dash 200. And you can submit confidential questions if you'd like. Once more, thank you again for listening today. If you'd like to show appreciation for this podcast or this particular episode, please share it so that we can reach more people. And if you happen to be listening on Apple Podcasts, please take a moment to leave a rating and a review. We do read them. And if you are on YouTube, please take a moment to leave a comment below. And if you'd like to buy me a coffee, here's how you can do that go to buymeacoffee.com forward slash Jaquette, buymeacoffee.com forward slash Jaquette. I'll be back with another episode. I hope you will too. Until then, remember, it's about more than money. Bye.